six in your home, at work, and around the world. Broadcasting without borders. This is Eye on the Future Radio with Hepsiboa. For upcoming guests, visit Eye on the Future's website at www.ionthefutureradio.com. To learn more about Hepsiboa, visit www.sayoshant.org. That's www.sayoshant.org. The topic for tonight's show, Part 2, Cutting Through the Matrix, Management of Society, Predictive Programming, Exploitation by Agenda, Including How Canada Fits In, Masonic Orders to the 360th Degree, plus much, much more, with Hepzibah's very special guest tonight, Alan Watt, researcher and author. Visit Alan's website at www.cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Ah, the man in the know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I hear these new ages say you have to live in the now, and I say, how stupid. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not in the know, how can you live in the now? I know. I, I knew that 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 pushed by, um, first there was the Crucians who put that out there as a management technique, because when they get everybody just looking at now, uh, being oblivious of tomorrow, of what's happening to, uh, in the plan for tomorrow, uh-huh. and it, it's easier for the managers to have their way that way, you see. And uh, it's a very good technique of putting people into the bubble uh, where they think they're safe and nothing's going to harm them, and they don't participate in life and, and changing anything. You are so precious. <laughs> You know, I had I had an interesting conversation with some, uh, shall we say, somebody very backward, and said, "Oh, you don't understand. You know, we are very Christian, and you just still don't have it because my husband is Mason, and we know everything." I said, "Oh, I must run now. Time's up." Yes. Uh huh. And then when you come on and we look at it and we think about this, what is taking place, yeah. and uh, when somebody all else said, are you not afraid of what you're doing? I said, well, I survived World War Two, and I survived another very severe attack from these so intelligent, wonderful individuals. So I surely hope that uh, I uh, can survive this too, because after all, you know, I'm not as attached to life as some of you. <laughs> so, yeah, Ellen, tell me something before we do, for those who are listening, the website www.cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And, of course, Alan has books, three books available, Cutting Through One, Cutting Through Two, Cutting Through Three, The One, The Androgynous Hermaphrodite Agenda, Cutting Two, A Glimpse Into the Great Work, Cutting Through Three, Esoteric Unveiled, Unveiled, and the Meaning of Revelation in the High Masonic Tradition, and that's, of course, very important. It it seems to become more and more important every day that we get people to understand what really is taking place and what the agenda is. So, Alan, I wanted to ask you, and, you know, I have always sort of had this major question what was their agenda to murder Hepatia? What was the agenda, because it goes so far back that sometimes it makes you shudder, because it goes even back to the time of the Sansu horse. But what was the agenda to slaughter so many of the Zarathustrans and to literally to try to swipe them all off the planet, what for? Mm-hmm. I, I think because uh, the philosophy contained within um, was to be used under other guises. In fact, really, most religions have, have taken 
teachings of uh, of the Zarathustra and and Wattam, of course, and you'll find that from the Egyptian religions, uh, where you have um, Osiris, the sun, yeah. and 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 his opposite is Set, nighttime, sunset. You see. Yes. And, and of course, um, we have the same thing in in, uh, in uh, the, the God versus Satan thing. So they, they, they used the teachings, and they couldn't have anybody with the original teachings around. Uh, yeah, but, but this what is what I cannot understand at this moment, uh, because they created the Muslim religion, and and when we go back like to the Piso family, and we go back to what is taking place around us today. Uh, I had a phone call actually from that part of the world where you are and uh, actually uh, Niagara Falls and St. Catherine's area and I did hear something very disturbing this week and I was told by some of my students they said that they have noticed that the Christians so-called these very peaceful loving people went out and went into a house and uh, beat up a bunch of spiritualists and they beat up a uh, a bunch of uh, people that were meditating and she said they knocked on the door and when the person opened the door they forced the door open and they went in and they beat up these people and some of the things that were said were not very nice and I said well if you are now using the Christian community, you're using the Muslim community, you use basically everything to set it up against each other, what is the end result for them, Alan? What is the ultimate result for them when they have done such an insult to freedom? Uh, I, I think that, well, actually, that they're, they're using all religions at the moment antagonize each other because um, Albert Pike himself uh, the grand well he was the Pope of Masonry in the late 1800s uh, he has a statue of course in Washington D.C. Um, a certain degree of at least one order and I'm sure he was much higher than others but he said himself the final war the third world war would be uh, fought basically using religions against each other and until the people were so sick of religion, the, the bunch at the top would bring in what they call their true religion, you see, which is their religion over the people. But, it, but in the meantime, they must get everybody in conflict with everyone else. And he did go through this strategy of, of um, antagonization between them until everybody would fall out of, of the religions they had accepted and become disillusioned and sick of the chaos until um, they were ready to accept this brand new religion coming in. Yeah, the brand new religion, Alan, is very scary because it is the Dalai Lama, who, who, who you know is a 360 Mason. There is the, the Pope. And oh, 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 that Pope with his brother's shoes. I tell you, some reporter in Italy told me that they don't know where he goes at 3 o'clock in the morning. They said he comes out and it is very hush-hush in this great big black limousine. And he goes out at 3 o'clock in the morning every morning. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, I said to him, I said, what do you think where he's going and I said, was he wearing his red Prada shoes? He said, well, he had his toy boy with him. And, Alan? Yes, sir. That's what he did. He had his toy boy with him. So, there you are. This is very interesting. And then to think that we could be all the victims. We have been the victims, but we could be the victims in the future. So... Let us, let us take a look at this. When did it begin? Well, I think, to be honest with you, I, mean, I know that they claim it began themselves. Um, they claim it's around 4,500 uh, B.C. or so. Uh, the great plan came.
came down from heaven. And, uh-huh. of course, they symbolized that as the shooting star of Lucifer um, uh, coming down with the plan. That's how it's often depicted in, in pictures which are Masonic, you know. Um, so they, they claim it was birthed then, at least that that agenda, which was supposed to take centuries to fulfill, because these guys worked in, in centuries. They planned them ahead. Uh, that they, they are the builders of societies and the destroyers of societies. Because masonry not only builds structures, it destroys the old when they've fulfilled their purpose. And so uh, you'll find on Masonic lodges, for instance, the date of, it, of its erection or when they had their Masonic uh, foundation laying. And next to it you'll see one, um, it's, it's got uh, 4,000 years, uh, 4,500 years added to that date. Uh, and it says A.L. after it, which is Anno Lucifer, after Lucifer. That's what it means. So yeah. that part of the plan for, 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 for from 4,500 B.C. to the present, um, culminating around 2010 to 12, um, was at least burst or, or put into motion 4,500 years ago. I think, to be honest, they're much, much older. Um, and, and they've had previous plans before this one, and they hinted that in, in many of their, their old writings. Uh, and I'm sure that even at Sumer, uh, say around 5000 BC or 6000 BC, uh, they inherited uh, their, what they call civilization from a previous civilization. We now know, or, or they're called the Harapians, at least that's the term they're giving them, who, who, who also ran a civilization. And that word civilization to this system means their system, when they call it civilization. It's a monetary system with, with many priests who, who are specialized in different bureaucratic areas, um, who manage the, the, the country or the people underneath them. And it's, it's a system based on money, uh, debt. And without money, for instance, you could not get a standing army to go off and conquer anybody. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, they gave a lot of tribute to, uh, in the occult, to Nimrod, who's given the, the title of the, the builder, the city builder, um, because the city was the first artificial creation for humans to live in. It's unnatural. And uh, Plato even called it the beehive. Because yeah. once, once you get them inside the city, uh, they, they can't feed themselves. They must use something else for exchange rather than barter. And once you introduce money, you can then recruit what they call a standing army. And that standing army then goes out and, and, and plunders and, and forces the peasantry in the rural areas into the same system. And through wars and takeovers, and really that's what wars are, they're business takeovers, uh, an empire building and they go from one empire to the next. And what they're doing all along the way is accumulating uh, the wealth, standardizing one system wherever they go, and that's where we are today. We're coming into the Novus Ordo Seclorum, uh, which is the function of the United States, is to bring in or to put the final standard, you mm-hmm. might say, uh, on the New World Order um, by finishing off those countries which still haven't got their central bank attached to the World Bank and the United Nations and their children brainwashed with UNESCO. Uh, that basically is, is uh, what it's all about right now. So when you, when you say this and we, and we take a look at it and we look in the past because uh, some person said, oh, you know, this, that, and the other, Vatican. I said, well, I said, you proclaim that they pray to the sun. I said, the, the, uh, a human being. I said, but when you walk into that St. Peter Cathedral, the first thing that strikes your face is this humongous, and I tell you, there must be a lot of 22-carat gold on that sun that is sitting there and shines in the in the midship of that cathedral, I tell you. And when somebody else made another comment, I said, no, 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 no. I said, you go into that cathedral where they have said that uh, at one time they burned women uh, and men as witches and magicians. 
because they believed in astrology and they, uh, and they got rid of them. I said, well, in the Pope's bathtub, I said, there are 13 signs in the Pope's bathtub, astrological signs. I said, plus that forbidden tarot deck is all over the St. Peter's Cathedral. I said, so how can you say that that it doesn't come from there or that that they proclaim it is evil because most of the people when they got rid of reading and writing that's where the 300 years are that you and I might be missing and they got rid of all intelligence and the ones that still had books and whatever they were declared witches and they burned them up the stake isn't that right Alan? Oh yeah yeah, it's fascinating because different popes uh, right into the, the 1700s had their own personal court astrologer. And uh, in fact, one of the popes was a, 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 an astrologer himself, and, and, and he, uh, he, he wrote main books on it, you know. So, so they can go back and forth at will when they, when they wish because basically they're representing God on earth and they can do what they want. Um, they can also go from a round earth to a flat one and teach that as, as the law for a few hundred years and, and then go back to a round one again. Um, so sure, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's incredible. It's a universal, the universal church, that's what Catholicism means. Uh, when they had the, the great meetings in, in, um, three, in the 365 AD to, to formalize the dogma of this religion, uh, they brought the wise men from all over the world, and of course they, they dialogued all, all of the consensus through bribery, etc., until every, all these bishops went along with the, with the, the main dogma, and um, and it set down the rules. Now Catholicism being universal meant it took all of the so-called mystery religions of its age, and Rome was an empire, yes. uh, which had extended itself basically through through. Uh, men and arms to, to conquer countries, but here they were finding a way to conquer the minds of the people they, they overruled, and, and it was much easier to enslave their minds, so they had to have a common structural religion to do so. So they incorporated all the mystery religions into their religion, and of course the, the, the Vestal Virgins that, that uh, uh, their the temples in Rome simply became the first gunnery, you know. And, and they swapped their hats overnight from, from worshipping uh, Jupiter. And uh, the high priest of, of Jupiter, who was basically a homosexual priest, he was a dog priest, they called him, um, became a, 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 an instant uh, bishop uh, preaching this other gospel, you see. So, so they incorporated all the mysteries into themselves. And by doing so, it, it shows in their architecture, in their ritualism, uh, the catechisms, uh, all of that stuff, plus all of the extra dogma that comes along with Catholicism, uh, to do with the Mary, of course, um, which is not in the Bible itself. So um, it is the container of the mystery religions. It's been very, very important, playing a main part, all done through history. And, and people have no idea, really, uh, today, how much power it, it wielded in the past when it had its own army, which went out slaughtering people. Mm -hmm. And That's of course, they, they, they used Charlemagne in about the 7th century AD. They made him their first um, authorized king who would represent the Pope, uh, be his man basically for the military wing. And they converted Christians throughout France and Germany at the point of the sword. And, and slaughtered all those who, who either didn't uh, convert or, or didn't understand what it was all about. They were slaughtered. So, so that was standard. And they ruled by tyranny for centuries mm -hmm. after. So how did they come then to the place where they were divvying it up? Because at one time, I know Rome had more than one pope. They had one in Schwarzwald, they had one in France somewhere, because they, I think in Lorraine, where they, uh, they, they had disagreements. And then we all of a sudden see uh, in the, in the uh, 10th, 11th century, we, there we see the Templars. But the Templars were there much sooner. 
because they were there under the name of the Black Friars, but they had to get rid of the, the name of the Black Friars because they, they murdered and slaughtered so many people that uh, suddenly I think they became the Templars because they didn't become the Jesuits, did they? That's right, yeah. I mean, I mean the, the Jesuits really um, are quite an interesting story because um, we know that Ignatius Loyola, uh, which sort of means loyal fire starter, uh, he was uh, a member of the, 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 the Templar branch, nice Templar branch of, of Spain. And there they were called the Alumbratos, which means the illumined ones. They were Illuminati of, of that, that period. The Illuminati did not begin with Wyckoff. And he was captured uh, fighting uh, the Catholicism, the armies. And uh, because of some of knowledge that he had, he was given audience with the Pope. And after the audience with the Pope, he walked out as the first black Pope. Because you had one illumined one talking over the secrets with another one, that's why. And he was authorized to, to, uh, to be, the, be the first Jesuit leader. There's a play on Jesuit itself and all masonry as well. Um, and uh, there's a big play on the words I am. All masons must go through uh, degrees where they say I am, you see, meaning I am God. <laughs> yeah, Jesuit is a play on, on a French word, or just yeah, I am, you see. Yeah. As we. And uh, it's quite an interesting thing that even Jesus, if you were to put it into the French, is very similar to Jesuit again. So everything is I am, I am, I am. And uh, like the Neil Diamond song, I am, I said, you know, that's the Masonic song as they sing the songs to us. So, so this. This, this religion, inner religion, esoteric religion, had always has an exoteric face to it for, for the masses, as they call it. That's why they have, they have uh, uh, sermons for the masses. The masses are the profane. And I think it was Pope Clement himself who, who said that once the masses are, have left the cathedrals, uh, the initiates have their own private uh, um, ceremonies. When you say this, when you say this, how many people on this planet are aware how this sits together and how many people, and I feel very, very sorry because so many, many, every day of the week, they would literally stand up and jump up and down and kill for for this uh, so-called belief. And yet when they come to the realization what is really out there, they grasp for breath and they say, well, how come that we didn't know about this? Yes. Uh, the indoctrination is, is, is so, well, it starts at birth, really, you know, and uh, it, it's based on mammal psychology, really, uh, mammal nature. All mammals look towards uh, a parent for, for guidance against danger. And mm-hmm. wild animals do it. And once the, the mother or father shows a sign of anxiety at the approach of something else, that that, that young one immediately knows from then on is imprinted that the, this, this particular animal over there present, presents danger. Now, humans uh, are the same way. If your parents have been brainwashed into a level one reality and have accepted the world that's been presented to them, as it's been presented, um, the child will never start to think for themselves or question anything. If the parents think it's fine, everything must be natural. And, and so from then on, the church takes over, and they go through the ritualism, the form of tribal, uh, um, uh, a natural thing within tribes, their formal rituals for the tribe. So there's a feeling of belonging, you see, and sameness. And... Um, that's used against the people. So basic nature is used against the people to control them and, and indoctrinate them. But the Catholic Church also has such incredible um, physical ritual with up and down on the knees and so on, which intensifies the psychological imprinting. Well, that's hypnosis. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh, yeah. It that's is. hypnosis. And when you look around and... Uh, 
I, I was uh, maybe a year and a half or so ago, and uh, there is uh, some uh, great big, huge, uh, very fancy uh, uh, Buddhist temple that they built there. And uh, this lady said, would you, would you like to have a look inside? I said, well, I could care less. Oh, she said, you want to see that? The statues are all 24 karat gold. I said, what a waste. I said, when we have so many poor people. So I came and I looked around. And I said, oh, yes, I have seen this on, in my travels in, uh, in Taiwan. I said, you know, this is a form of brainwashing. I said, because you are told to do a thousand times this one hocus-pocus chant, which is nothing, I said, then it brainwashes you in to standing, sitting, uh, kneeling, uh, whatever else they want you to do. I said, into, uh, well, basically enslavement. I said, the Catholic Church does a similar thing. But when, when we look at the Catholic Church and we look at the Masons and we look at the Catholic Church, how they got rid of the lady bishops and cardinals on the Lorelei in the, was it 1400, 1500, and 1600 in Germany. And then we look at uh, the, the murders that took place in Rome itself. And then we look at how these people believe that are in the in the masonry these women believe that they are learning something and that they have some power these so called Eastern stars. And I think we have to feel sorry for these people because they are used as suckers. They are suckers. They haven't even a clue uh, of the esoteric uh, connotations to their order uh, and what they really mean because it's the, 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 called the sight degrees in masonry. And uh, both uh, Pike and another Masonic historian, Mackay, uh, talked about the, the, the sight degrees. And um, the, the Cars Coronatio Lodge in, in England, which is the main historical research for, for, for Masons, that, that their headquarters, uh, put, put out the booklets on these side orders saying that although the women think they are being brought up full-fledged Masonry, um, it's really a way to keep them happy because they must, they're never allowed to know the real secrets. It is, so, it so is. They're not from their headquarters, you know. It is a very sad thing when we uh, take, a, take a look uh, for uh, thousands of years, we have people that are victimized, uh, people that are born, they are held over this bowl of water, and they say, now you remember, you have a membership, you know, you got wet. Well, definitely, they got wet behind the ears, because their mommies and daddies, they keep trailing them to these places. Yes. And, and, you know, at some other... Uh, way people need to come to be in the know, Alan, and thank you for doing this. So when you when you think when these people, uh, uh, yeah, well, actually they go around and they say to these people, I invite you into the masonry, don't they? Yes, uh-huh. and and now especially they even have ads in some local newspapers around the country. Um, for, for, for Eastern style lodges where they're bringing uh, women and men together because their numbers are dropping. Uh, primarily they're dropping because, because masonry is an ongoing thing and uh, masons have given um, wiccanism to the people as part of the upcoming religion of earth worship which will bring a whole bunch of laws with it including sterilization to save Mother Earth. And uh, they've given the basic uh, similar form of three main degrees, low degrees for, for Wiccanism. Uh, it didn't come out of thin air. It came out of, of high masonry for the next step, for the new age. And you know, when... the, the, the 1950s, uh, the main newspaper or journal of, of the Scottish right of Freemasonry mm-hmm. was called The New Age. And they wrote about this upcoming shift to bring in the youth which would be a form of, of Earth-type worship, and that since has been adopted by the Royal Institute of International Affairs, the United Nations, etc. But they have other plans for it because the, to make the people, um, it's actually bringing the, the people down to the level of insects, animals, and trees.
trees without the rights of the animals in the trees, and and eventually probably voluntary sterilized sterilization um, to, to save Mother Earth type thing. Uh, this is a planned religion, as all religions have been in the past. They're planned that way. We're dealing with the masters of time here, who plan in centuries, you know, centuries and centuries ahead, and they write about it in their own books, which no one cares to read. And they're, they're quite open about it, actually. And it's like the Gorbachev, who wears the, uses the green flag of the Knights of Lazarus, flying outside to, um, the Presidio in California, where he directs his global meetings for the environment, world environment, said in his own book, um, the, 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 towards the new civilization. He said, although I am technically an atheist, and that's technically because he, he believes in something else, he said, uh, he said, I and others are creating a new earth-based religion for, for the youth of tomorrow. And, uh, and that, that is the religion that we have brought up for the people, you know. No, so when you say... It's going masonry, really. Yeah, but when you say this, and we have thousands of people up there who are unaware or they are so misinformed that it is going to come to a place because they like sterilization we know already there are piles and piles of young men 22, 23 they have prostate cancer many of them they cannot reproduce and uh, I said to someone I said it must be already happening in the food strain and you are talking about this and um you know, when uh, not too long ago, this was in Colorado where the Dalai Lama and uh, a whole bunch of Jesuits and uh, some uh, some witches got together there. And uh, some lady came from there and she said, you know, it was so exciting because everything they spoke about was for the planet. And I looked at her. I said, so tell me what is for the planet and uh, what is not for the planet. Oh, no, there was nothing there that was not for the planet. It was all for the planet because they were going to make it so that there would not be too many people born upon the planet. Now here, what you were telling is just confirmed. Yes, uh, they've written so much about this. Uh, it boggles the mind. Uh, you can go back to, to Margaret Sanger, who was the... the, the, the the one who gave birth, you might say, in a, in a, in a strange, perverted way, to uh, Planned Parenthood for America. And uh, she belonged to the Rockefeller Eugenics Society pre-World War II, and uh, she championed the rights for abortion. Uh, actually, she wanted mandatory abortion. And in her own writings, uh, in her statements, which are found in the congressional records in the U.S., um, in the library, uh, she said, that, that through eugenics we shall rid the race of the weeds. She called them weeds, uh, people who are useless eaters and have no no use to our system. And uh, and she also talked about killing people with lead or IQs and so on. And uh, from family planning, uh, which is a nice term for abortion, you know, uh, the fuzzy nice fuzzy term. Uh, you're finding the United Nations have its own have its own department of population control, and they are funding and pushing this this family plan planning globally now. In fact, our tax money is funding abortions all over the place, all over the world. This is a this is a sterilization uh, program which is underway, and in the West we sit back thinking, well, we're okay here, but we're not at all, because as you say. Um, they give out the statistics of the sperm count, the active sperm of the, the Western male. They give it every year, generally around April, and they never comment on it. They go on to the next statistics. And um, last year, it was down 75% of what it had been in 1950s level. So, so the men of today, the young men of today, are only 25% fertile at the age of 20. When you say that, what will that do to bringing forth an intelligent race when you are going to uh, 
do what you were doing, is it? And and I have suspected that it is in the meat, that, that the, the stuff that they feed the animals, that when people eat a lot of meat, they're, uh, well, who knows what they give them. You know, well, a little concerned know. about, a little concerned about, because one farmer who uh, uh, did uh, this uh, holistic uh, uh, breeding of, uh, of cows and so they said to me that they give animals so much hormonal stuff. He said that if you took a pencil and you dropped the pencil on a piece of paper and you got a little black dot from the pencil, that would be enough to throw a thousand pound cow out of balance. He said if you take that same uh, piece of black dot and you give this to a woman, this is 17, 18 years old, he said then it will throw that body out of balance and he says to come at the risk of cancer very, very quickly because he believes that the, uh, the amount of hormones will affect the human body to such a degree. And then he also was talking about some stuff that was fed to the, to the cows and he said, well, he says, not on my farm. He said, but on other farms they are doing this. They feed this to the cows. He says, and we are seeing all kinds of problems. Well, if we look around us what they are doing, because we did hear from some scientists who said that too many, many eagles and uh, swans and uh, what is it called, the uh, the other, the other birds, the big birds and cranes and everything, that fly through the sky, it upsets harp. Did you know that? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And so the, he, he said, he says, what do you think? I said, well, if it upsets their harp, I said, they will get rid of all these beautiful birds. I said, and they will invent something. Well, they invented something because now we are seeing with what they are, have invented, we are seeing birds all over the planet losing their lives. And now the last one is, of course, the swans. They are after killing the swans now. Yes. Uh -huh. So that is because they interfere with, uh, with their technology. Yeah, so, all, this, all the stuff that they talk about, how they're so concerned about wildlife, is utter nonsense. Um, they have all their front groups. Uh, most of the followers are very genuine. But the guys at the top who know the real agenda uh, to take out everyone's rights away because in this world they're bringing on uh, there to be no private property. And the United Nations has maps laid out, you can access them, of, of human habitat areas where there will be no private ownership of property, um, uh, no private vehicles either, either only the public transportation. And um, this is the new format for the survivors of this coming culling as they're, they're, they're talking about. They're going to push them into these habitat areas. Now, when it comes to, to the animals, these people have polluted and polluted at will, knowing what they were doing, because scientifically they're so, so far ahead it staggers the mind. Uh, and an example of this is the... the, the, the one boring Sunday afternoon, they showed on the public broadcasting station mm -hmm. in Ontario a documentary special on a, a huge complex of laboratories in Louisiana owned by the World Wildlife Association, which is headed by Prince Philip. Who is I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yes. And uh, the, the woman who is in charge is a professor at one of the universities close by but she also runs this establishment, which is one of three worldwide, which is a very interesting thing because the ancients said that they always kept their, their escape places for refuge for the elite in three places across the world. Uh, one was, of course, the Druids had one. Um, Mount Parnassus was one and for the Greek nobility. And Mount Ararat is full of tunnels, and that's where they lived uh, in the last uh, time to come through it. So she called these places, but the one in Louisiana, an ark. That's what she called them, an ark. And in that ark, there's this huge complex. They had massive cryogenic um, uh, facilities, 
And the woman said, we have the genes of every living thing on this planet, be it, be it animal, uh, a vegetable, or, or insect, and so on. And, and she said, not only that, they have it so advanced that they can take the, the, the male and, and female egg, uh, unite them in vitro, and then insert them in any other kind of animal, and they give birth to, 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 the, to the product that they envisage in the first place. And they've done this uh, over and over. So these people literally now have the ability to, you might call it, reseed this planet, that little um, programming they got from the Star Trek series where they could reseed a planet. Mm -hmm. uh, they have that ability today to do that if, if they have to. So when you so say this, Alan, pardon? But when you say this, Alan, and we have a population here upon the planet, how many of the people that are here on the planet could we possibly reach to wake them up before it's too late? I, I don't know about how many. Um, uh, waking up, as you know, is, is quite the process. And generally they need someone to, to, to help them along the way. Um, this has been done through the generations by a few, and knowledge is passed on, um, often very quietly because it was dangerous in times past. But um, if we're getting to a stage now, we know um, from the predictive programming, which is the Hollywood movies and so on, what their time limit is here and what they plan to do and when. Uh, so I, it's maybe not a matter of numbers so much as, as people who are fully conscious and awake uh, and understand the powers within, etc. Because um, uh, it's the old story that how much light do you, do you need to cast away the darkness, you know? Uh, how much do you really need? Um, because it, it doesn't take much to scatter it, really. Uh, when you have people who can stand up and, and say, like the little boy, that the king has no clothes, uh -huh. uh, you know, uh, that's, that can be said so, so easily today with a few people scattered across the globe, and, and it makes sense to everyone who's listening uh, when simple words are used uh, in, in the right sequence. But what um, we feel, Alan, broken, yeah. yeah, but what we feel is that there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in your immediate area and in my immediate area and and uh, I feel that, that actually we should be doing this day and night to educate the people in order to say let us let us be able to uh, save a faction because these these jails are there they're finished they have built them and they're all scattered all over the planet, and they can come at any time, whatever they will do. And then they say, well, we're going to uh, arrest all the troublemakers first, of course, you and I. And then uh, we're going to arrest all the others. But, you know, I, I, I said it, and it is on my site where I said to people, do not be DNA'd for the simple reason this is more sophisticated than what Hitler did. Yes, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, this, this is amazing stuff. I mean, it isn't just, uh, I don't know if people realize that, that this new ID. Now, I, I have newspaper clippings from Britain where they tried to push this, this nationalized ID through back in the 90s before the 9-11 deal in mm -hmm. 2001. So this has been on the cards for a long time. And, um, uh, the one they want to introduce here is supposed to start about two, actually it started around the uh, uh, Niagara area. They're actually, you can buy it for $2. Come buy now while it's cheap. You know, that's, that's how they're pushing it for, for frequent crossers of the border. Uh, it has your iris scan. It has your fingerprint. It has a swab of your DNA encoded into it. It has a voice print in it as well. Uh, and it has all your data there. I mean, it's, it, it, the whole of you is in there, you know. It's an interesting term, ID, because Carl Jung uh, used that, uh, really pushed that at the front. Mm -hmm. it, it meaning the, the total person, spiritual and body, is the, is the it, you see, the ID. Of course, the big boys mean is intelligent design, because the Mason's object is to perfect that which was left imperfect, which is man himself. And, and so there's many meanings to, to, to the words we use commonly without thinking. Um, but this is what they plan.
program to do with the whole of you. And, and another thing too is, uh, they call it digital imaging. And the root word for, or meaning for imaging is from the Greek imagio, which is exact sameness. Uh, so, and they own your image when they take it. They own your sameness. So, so in a legal sense, they own you. They own you. Not yet. And that's, that, that's what we used to do with animals. You brand an animal. Yeah. And, and, and they're doing the same with us. They own us. This is a new Domesday book, like the Normans used when they came into England, that they're literally numbering and assessing all the property. When, or when, whatever, they're tagging everything. When you look around and you see all these silly people, they're running to the veterinarians and they have their dogs and cats chipped. And now we have parents running out and have their babies chipped, and some others have their parents chipped for the simple reason, because if they had Alzheimer's, you know, they wouldn't get lost. So get the populace, get the populace used to it. But I said to the people, if you are chipped, you can be controlled by heart. Yes, you can. It is an active chip, and it's only a step to the next step. Because they've already admitted in Britain, this ID card is also your bank card. Oh. There'll be no other. Everything will go through that one card. Medical, bank, everything. And, uh, and of course, the next step is to get a chip in the brain. And they have it ready because they've had the meeting, the world meeting held at Loyola University in the U.S. about that very thing. They have them ready to go. And they said all they'll have to do is in a step-by-step procedure uh, make the public uh, go along with it, get them to accept it. And I'll guarantee you once the chip, uh, once the, the, the card is out, we'll hear nothing about, we'll, we'll hear nothing except people being mugged and their cards being stolen until we're, we're sick of hearing it. There'll be states all over the country and then they'll come out with a solution which is the chip, of course. Well, this is what they're doing now in the States, you know. ID test, ID test, ID test. I mean, in Canada, they start to sing that song too. And I said, well, I don't understand what your problem is. How can they steal your ID if you make sure that you have what you have and uh, that's it? But then we have people that have uh, so many of these bloody credit cards, and pardon my language, but that's what they are. And so their personality, their personal self is floating all over the world. Yes, I know. And then yeah, I, do, I do know people under 30 who've never used cash, never. Oh. Hard for everything. Amazing, amazing. Yes. And then I had some people here a while ago, and I said to these people, I said, be very careful. I said, about your finger clippings and about your hair clippings. I said, because that's your DNA. Yes. It is. I said, of course. Well, what's come out too in Britain, and I think here in Canada, uh, and anyone who's had blood taken at a laboratory for any reason, uh, they take so many vials of it now. When one's been sent to federal uh, laboratories for, for, for basically for safekeeping. Yeah, safekeeping. So, so they've been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. Now, about uh, six years ago, uh, it's amazing what they show us here, knowing we'll never remember. Um, they showed you a little blurb on the news where a federal DNA center had been set up. I think it was in Montreal by the police. And they, said, and they, they showed you this amazing complex with, with automized uh, robotic arms that's whipping these vials back and forth. Uh, the, and I, I looked at that, I thought this could handle millions uh, per week. And, and they said, so this is for the occasional hardened criminal only. I said, who's kidding who? <laughs> this could handle this is for what it's for they've built it already it's up and ready to go for, for everyone well that is like in Norway they are building the deepest <clears throat> the largest bunker on this planet totally controlled to keep all the seeds and, and whatever else they have here on the planet to make sure that it is deep enough that it is sophisticated enough so that if there is an atomic war, well, wait a minute. In Norway, an atomic war. Yeah. Huh? When they when they talked about this, this is a half a year ago, and they brought it up again in the last well, was it four or five weeks? And I said, 
excuse me, what are you planning for this planet? What are you doing, you monsters? Because they basically are as monsters as they come. Yeah, they are, yeah. And, and so it is because of people like you, and ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening, take the cotton out of your ears, because I'm going to give it to you. You are listening to our friend Alan Watt, researcher and author. He has a website www.cuttingthroughthematrix.com Books, three books available. Cutting Through, one, The Androgynous Hermaphroditic Agenda. Cutting Through, two, A Glimpse into the Great Work. Cutting Through, three, Esoteric Unveiled and the Meaning of Revelations in, of course, the high Masonic tradition. And what would it be else when we know that in Israel we have 64 finished Masonic lodges. They're building a, a 65th one, little country like this. And we, of course, know from insiders who have worked on it. And uh, they say that under the uh, rock of Mecca, is already totally finished and complete the uh, temple of Solomon, whatever ritual they did with the bulls has been done there. And, uh, well, I will not be rude because I was going to say something else, but the creator, forgive me. And uh, I'm also looking at the ancient rock of Mecca there, where we know in history many, many thousands of years ago, there was the rock that was prayed at by uh, Zarathustra, that was prayed at by the Shindus, it was also uh, a, uh, a serious uh, place of worship, and then all of a sudden, all the ancient people were no longer allowed, and suddenly we have here these new uh, religion. 600 years or less religion that was created by the same ones, Alan. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And more more severe and more vicious than anything else. Oh, yes. You've got to create opposition to get conflict, which brings change. That's the law of Freemasonry. And that's what wars are for. Professor Carl Quigley, who picked people for to be wrote scholars for the world agenda, picked Bill Clinton, in fact. Uh, but he, he wrote in his own book, The Anglo-American Establishment, which, and he was the historian for the Council on Foreign Relations, which is a big player in, in bringing this global government together. Mm -hmm. um, he, he, he gives you a little bit of, of the hidden history of the CFR, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, but, but he goes... goes, goes um, through this particular part of the agenda and, and fair detail. And it's worthwhile getting a copy of that book. It's called The Anglo-American Establishment, which explains this tie between London, really, and, uh, and you might say New York. It, 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 the money elite and, and those who, are, who have arranged marriages down through the ages who are fitted to rule, as they claim. That is their agenda. And those who haven't come up to their standard have to basically be eliminated because they're not to come into the new age. Uh, this is what they mean by that. If they bring the ordinary people through um, who are not fit, as they say, to come through, it will bring the elite down. That, that's one of the ultimate high laws. So and they see this over and over in their writings. So um, the information is out there by people who play at, that, at the higher levels I, I say it isn't a conspiracy. It, um, uh, they do publish the stuff. It's just that no one thinks to read it, and the media won't uh, push it in front of your face as a bestseller or anything. That's <laughs> you in some on, on sex or, or, or whatever is popular. Um, but they never push these. But they read them themselves, of course, the big boys. Well, of course, they would read it themselves because they want to be in the know. They don't want people that uh, are out there to have any knowledge or, or, or any power whatsoever 
and uh, when you when you start to look at what they are orchestrating for the people and how quickly it is coming close and you want to uh, wake up these people and you say well uh, watch out because they are creating a bigger war than World War II and they look surprised at you I said yes they are creating it in order to gain control because they are afraid that they are losing control and look at these royal houses as you call them royal houses most of them are uh, heavy-duty uh, uh, German uh, individuals that sit on the, onto these thrones. And uh, we are seeing how their young offsprings are all marrying into commoner families, mm-hmm. as they call them. Yep. So they must be boosting their DNA before the time comes. I, I'm sure there actually there's been a lot more covert stuff going on for a long time on, in that field of collecting uh, certain people's DNA for storage purposes for future use. Uh, uh, just, just getting back to Carl Quigley, the professor, he said in his book that, that they can accomplish more in five years of warfare than 50 years of peace on a social level because war's main function is to change society through government uh, expanding its bureaucracies. And, and that's exactly the purpose of World War II. Um, H.G. Wells, who was a propagandist for the British elite back in the early 1900s, wrote the book uh, Shape of Things to Come, where he goes through three world wars. The last one would begin, he said, in Basra, which is, of course, where the British troops went into Iraq. Uh, and he said it would be a final battle of Zion against uh, Islam. And the people of the world would be so shocked and brought to their knees and exhausted, they'd then go along with the brand new program for a new society and a new way of living. It's a totalitarian way of living. No free choice, no free thought. You'd be programmed for your work, basically. You'll only be allowed to be born if they have something for you to do. This is the this is scientific dictatorship they talk about. And but what can they do, Alan? What can people do, and where are the places that people could be suggested that they should look at where, if if they can still get out of the way, because many can't. We know already that there are piles of people who are afraid to board an aircraft. Yeah. Especially reporters. Lots yes, of well, them. I know that the United States... Um, and it just came out around 9-11 at time 2001, and I should try and remember to mention the occultic plan from 2001 to 2010, and how they've actually shown us it in their movies, that, uh, after C. Clark's uh, 2001 and 2010. But um, the U.S. government did plan and build uh, a secondary uh, place for them to go in Australia, uh, for the whole U.S. government to be flown into uh, for continuation of government, it was called. And that has been built. And, uh, in fact, one of the videos I got from Australia uh, was, was made at about 94 or 5, and it was starting construction on it then. And in that same video, a top reporter said quite casually that uh, everyone would be getting a, an ID card very shortly. This is in the mid-90s. So this has been in the know among certain people mm-hmm. for a long time. We are the, the public are the last to know about anything. Yeah, and the, and the British royal so-called house, they also built a huge estate with very tall walls somewhere in Australia as well. Yes, it, yes, it's a fact, yeah. And that came ready by the end of the 80s. And they have lots of underground dwelling places, uh, all paid by the tax uh, money, you know. That's why the Love War too, and the Cold War was a great time uh, for taxation of peoples who, who just went along with the taxations thinking they were under a threat. And all these billions and billions of, of dollars were going to, to these black budget uh, operations, where they were building all these facilities for continuation of governments. Canada has them as well, further north. And uh, and I know some one of the bases at Meaford, the army base. Uh, um, I met a plumber and an electrician who's been working there for five years, 
any underground facilities which are huge. Yeah. How many so, people do you think, Alan, already are no longer capable to leave Canada? And that means you and me and I know a whole bunch of others and I know some uh, some lovely people who were quite outspoken there and up front and one of them could not leave the country. Alberta, and they're not nice places. 